One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, it's really interesting. Just a couple of weeks ago, you and I were talking about how it's too early to talk the NBA. And then what does the NBA do? Go right on out and make it relevant, make it worth talking about with this trade. Jimmy Butler to the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, there's a lot to discuss with regards to this. We will break it all down here. But to help us do it, of course, is a good friend of the show, someone we love having on, uh, one of our favorite guys to talk basketball with. He is Scoop B, Brandon Robinson, the Scoop B uh, radio podcast. Brandon, thanks a lot for the time, buddy, as always. Of course. Welcome back from vacation to sunny Florida, and happy <laughs> Veterans Day to those listening. So, Brandon, let's, let's ask this right now. It's, it's going to be our poll question. We usually save the poll question for later in the show, but because of what happened over the weekend and because of this trade, it seems pertinent here. Does Jimmy Butler make the Philadelphia 76ers the favorite in the Eastern Conference now? Uh, I think they're more favorited. I still think that the unknown of what the Toronto Raptors can bring to the table, particularly mm-hmm. as it relates to Kawhi Leonard in a, in a full season, uh, coming back from injury, and as well as the Boston Celtics now gelling because they know what Jason Tatum brings to the table and a rejuvenated Gordon Hayward. Uh, I think more than anything, uh, a Jimmy Butler trade to the Philadelphia 76ers makes them more uh, of a contentious team. Uh, and, and I think that uh, I think that once you kind of gel Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, et cetera, into the, into the infrastructure of what is now, I do think that um, they are intriguing. I think that uh, Boston is still favorite. I still think Boston is one. I think Toronto's 1A. Uh, but you can't sleep on the 76ers. Um, and I think that the one thing about the 76ers this season is last season, they came out of nowhere. I went on record and said they would make the playoffs and they would be, you know, be able to make some noise. And they exceeded those expectations. But now people are used to the Sixers. You know, you know what Embiid can do. He plays more than sixty-five games. He's a problem. You know what Ben Simmons can do, uh, and focuses more on playing, being a playmaker, than on this jump shot that everybody, you know, besmirches him about. But at the same time. I think that um, I'm rambling, but I do think that Philadelphia has become more of a powerful, more potent team, even while giving up Dario Saric and giving up one of their their best defenders in Robert Covington. Uh, I still do think Philly is, is, is something to write home about. Now, Brandon, how and why did Minnesota screw this up this badly? I mean, what, it, this was a disaster for this franchise. What What happened? 
that that four draft pick offer happened uh, with Houston, um, and I think more than anything, I have to give props to a buddy of mine, uh, Darren Doogie Wolfson, uh, the host of uh, the Scoop, no pun intended, podcast out in Minnesota, over fifteen hundred ESPN. Uh, he actually, funny story. So I spoke to Darren last Friday on the phone, and he's like, "Yo, I got to call you back." I said, "Why?" He said, "Cause Glenn Taylor just called me." I said, "Well, yeah, Glenn Taylor is kind of more important <laughs> than me." And uh, for those who were trying to party listening, Glenn Taylor is the owner of the excuse me of the Minnesota Timberwolves, and he had Glenn Taylor on the show. And Glenn Taylor said, "I don't think that any team has probably given us their best offer yet." Our team started out with the idea that Jimmy said he wanted to be traded, and maybe they make an offer where they think they can get a good deal, but it isn't necessarily a good deal for us. I understand that. That's the part where we need to be patient and work with the other team. Ideally, you want a thing where both teams feel they got good value. And while I've been on the record, uh, in quote, now as I've been on the record discussing the Houston Rockets uh, and, and, and them being the favorite, uh, those comments by Glenn Taylor, the owner of Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, was an about face and led me to believe the other people that I've spoken to um, that Philadelphia was in the league, number one, because Elton Brand needed this. Uh, mm-hmm. You look at the offseason right now. You look at uh, the fact that they struck out in getting Jamal Crawford. My sources indicate uh, that had had uh, they reached a deal with Jerry Bayless, either a deal. Kyle Corver was in the mix early in the season to trade with the Cleveland Cavaliers. But my sources indicated that you know Philly was seeking a buyout. They didn't get that. And so they couldn't move Jerry Bayless. Jerry Bayless is involved in that deal. Um, and they were trying to move contracts. They were trying to secure the bag for the future, as DJ Khaled would say. And Dario Saric and Robert Covington uh, were expendable. Um, and so I think that for the Houston Rockets, that trade that they offered with uh, the four draft picks, the Rockets to the Timberwolves, they weren't feeling it. Um, and also, I think they wanted something for that value. Uh, four draft picks, it doesn't really solidify anything unless you're the Boston Celtics who mm-hmm. got away with a, with, with a, with a drive-by robbery uh, with the Brooklyn Nets <laughs> some years ago. But, you know, when you look at that situation with the Timberwolves and what they could get, Dario Sarvich is an athletic guy. Um, Robert Covington is a great defender. I call him a, a more polished Gerald Wallace with a better jumper. Um, but then you look at, you look at um, just, what, just the whole overall trade. I think that the trade value was going down for Jimmy because they were taking so long. But I also do know that if the Houston Rockets had added P.J. Tucker in the deal, I can tell you that, that, that tip, the Timberwolves would have went with it. Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker, and a draft pick would have secured the bag, and Houston wasn't willing to do that. It kind of makes sense. I mean, you obviously want guys who can contribute this year as opposed to the unknown of where those draft picks were going to be if you're Minnesota. And we're speaking with Brandon Robinson, Scooby Radio here in the cheap seats uh, on uh, Spotify, Public House Media Network, uh, Apple Podcasts as well. Christian Imel and John Lauder here with you. So uh, moving away just briefly from this Jimmy Butler trade, because, I mean, a lot of this early NBA stuff has been around teams panicking. We mentioned the Houston Rockets, and and I personally feel that a lot of their talk to get Jimmy Butler was kind of a panic move with where they are. Now there's reports that Carmelo Anthony's status with the team might be in flux. What is going on with the Houston Rockets, and how can they fix this? Well, it really started uh, in the offseason when they let Trevor Reza walk. Signed a one-year $15 million tender with the uh, Phoenix Suns and was has been very underappreciated for a long time. I mean, uh, I spoke to a, I spoke to an NBA Hall of Famer over the weekend, uh, and, and Isaiah Thomas. He called me Friday, and we discussed just his trade or his draft um, record. 
And he gave me an interesting statistic. He said most of the guys that he traded or drafted for uh, during his time with the Knicks have gone on to win NBA championships, albeit David Lee, Trevor, Trevor Ariza, um, Channing Fry, and a couple of others. Uh, it's, it's, it's Monday morning, and I haven't had my morning <laughs> coffee, so I can't really think. But uh, what I will say to you is that when you look at Trevor Ariza, it was time for him to get paid. And so when you look at the situation with Trevor, then then, then in addition to that, the Houston Rockets lose uh, Luke Richard Bahamute, another defensive uh, stopper. Uh, and then you, you, you trade uh, Ryan Anderson, uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, you, and you just lose a lot of what made you special last season. It, it's 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 coming down to defensive prowess or lack thereof um, and just guys not being on the same page. Again, people ask me all the time, yo, is there a chance that any team could be the Golden State Warriors? And I said, I think they could be beat. And they asked why. And I said, because the Houston Rockets, gave everyone the blueprint on how to play the Warriors, and they were a Chris Paul injury away from making it to the NBA Finals and potentially mm-hmm. playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. And so now a year later, you mean to tell me you, you don't go with what got you to the big dance? You don't resign Trevor Reza, and then you resign Clint Capella? Now, I like Clint Capella. You know, he, he as a big man, he averages, at times, Hakeem Olajuwon's stats early in his career in the 80s, but he's not a consistent Hakeem Olajuwon, and you're depending on him to fill a role that Bob Mute had, and, you, and, and you're depending on Carmelo Anthony to replace Trevor Reza. Trevor Reza and Carmelo Anthony play two different styles of games, and Reza has rings to prove that. Um, so I, I look at that situation with Houston. It's a combination of defense, loss, that fight early in the season with the Lakers, which messed up chemistry, and injuries to James Harden, where he sat out for some time. And then you got Eric Gordon, who's been on the trading block, you know, who's now able to settle into a situation that Jimmy Butler is in Philadelphia and he's not on the trading block anymore. So, you know, really and truly, it's a mess that can be cleaned up. It's early enough in the season. But, you know, in the words of Chris Berman, tick, 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 tick. Something's got to give. They got to go get out and get it and win. Now, speaking of another team that's had kind of a rough start to the year, L.A. Lakers, 6-6 six and six through 12 games. Obviously, LeBron and all those veterans joining the team with all the youngsters. Thoughts on L.A. through 12 games? What was the last part of your question you said? Thoughts just kind of on how the Lakers have looked here through the first 12 games. It's been a bit, a bit of a struggle so far. 6-4 and four in their last 10. Um I think that is really just a LeBron James team, a LeBron James-led team trying to figure things out. Uh, I, I was disappointed that they weren't able to get the win against the Portland Trailblazers uh, in, in, during opening week, but I think that that Portland Trailblazers team led by Damian Lillard and the, and the, the talent on the mo- often slept on Evan Turner uh, really has just – they are what, we, what many didn't think the Portland Trailblazers were. I mean, a free throw uh, – a miss away from beating the San Antonio Spurs. They did lose to the Spurs twice. Um, I believe they lost in that stretch to Minnesota uh, as well as uh, the Denver Nuggets. But I honestly do think that that team, just like the Rockets, are recovering from uh, the suspension early in the season um, and also figuring out roles. I think the thing that I've been impressed with is Kyle Kuzma, the 27th overall pick in the 2017 NBA draft. Uh, I knew he was going to be a problem this year. And I think that uh, finding his role, he did during Brandon Ingram's absence. And Lonzo Ball found his role uh, during Rajon Rondo. Now, uh, the, the other night, there were a couple of open jumpers that 
that, that Alonzo Ball had that were air balls. Uh, and so I think that's just nerves and adjustment. But to be 6-6 six and six and to add Tyson Chandler for defensive purposes and to discover that you potentially have a defensive play of the year option in JaVale McGee, the butt of all of Shaq's jokes, I think there's promise, but there's still work to be done. And uh, I think it starts with LeBron continuing to trust his teammates and the Lakers brain trust, trusting whatever coach is going to stay there with them and um, really just letting the season take its course. If, if 12 games is indicative upon a whole NBA season, shame on you. So I'm, I'm then I'll, I'll transition to this then with regards to LeBron James. Last year through 12 games, the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers were 6-6. Six and six. Was and I, John and I talked about this a couple weeks ago when they fired Ty Lu after go, starting zero and six. Is there anything the Cavaliers can do? I mean, yes, LeBron James is worth those five extra wins and definitely worth more than that. But is there anything this Cavaliers team can do to be able to make themselves a playoff contender? Because as of right now, it looks as though they might be drafting Zion Williamson next summer. A LeBron, a younger LeBron James uh, body double. <laughs> uh, Zion Williamson showing everybody. Uh, I think Lauren Hill made a song called Zion, and I, I, I always remember that when I hear Zion Williamson's name. But to answer your question about the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, I'll say that a, a team that is one and eleven, uh, who fired their coach in Ty Lue, uh, who has Kevin Love that's hurt, who has J.R. Smith who doesn't want to be there. Uh, and, and then your point guard, there are players on that team that are talking about you behind your back. Uh, <laughs> to quote loosely, uh, one of my favorite interviewees, Charles Barkley in the, in the Olympics, they asked him about Angola. He said, I don't know nothing about Angola, but I know Angola is in trouble. Cleveland's in trouble. And uh, I think that it all starts with LeBron leaving. There is such a thing as a LeBron effect. When LeBron left Miami after 2014, they struggled a little bit. Mm-hmm. When LeBron left Cleveland the first time, uh, they struggled. And then when LeBron came back, they won. So I think, you know, you brought up a point about through 12 games last season, the Cleveland Cavaliers were 6-6. Six and six. I take it back to LeBron's first year and his return to Cleveland in 2014. I can tell you from those that I know that are familiar with that Cavaliers locker room, those guys were arguing a lot. And they're lucky that they won that one championship that they won in 2016 because mm-hmm. they were fighting like cats and dogs. And so it's a different set of circumstances in Los Angeles comparatively that, to that point. But in Cleveland, man, I, I can tell you, uh, I think that if you, I, I heard Paul Pierce say he thinks, what was it, Kentucky or Kansas could beat the Cavaliers right now. Um, I just think that the Cavaliers, their focus is on really I know- developing an identity. I know Duke certainly could, at least the way they looked the first game. So, <laughs> Yeah, look, man, Zion Williamson would uh, fill up seats at Quicken Loans Arena right about now in college. And if, if the Cavs are able to uh, retrieve him in the, in, in the NBA draft uh, in 2019, um, they're on to something special. Now, Brandon, before we let you go, Milwaukee's off to a great start, 9-3 and three on the season. Is, is Giannis the MVP so far? Yeah, I, I think Giannis Antetokounmpo really started to come into his own uh, way before he said he wasn't into playing Fortnite. Uh, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think when you look at Giannis Antetokounmpo, the thing that really impresses me is um, I don't think he realized, I think he knew he was talented, but damn, I didn't think he knew he was that talented. And I think the thing about him is I think Jason Kidd being his coach before he was fired really gave him a sense of direction on that team. 
um, the Greek freak, as he's known, is a guy that that's just so talented. You know, sometimes you can be so talented that unless you have somebody that brings that talent out of you, you're kind of complacent. Uh, I look at Giannis Antetokounmpo as a guy that can legitimately score, pass, rebound, block shots, and soar in the air like Dr. J in a slam dunk contest and make it all look effortless. And I think that for Giannis Antetokounmpo, obviously head coach Mike Budenholzer has brought them in a different direction, has really accentuated his skills. Um, I, I went on record at the beginning of the season and, and, and really said um, – that Giannis Antetokounmpo was an MVP candidate. I, I listed LeBron, I listed Giannis uh, as two options in that, in that category. And he's making me look like a genius right now. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo is playing his butt off. And I really think as much as we talk about Philadelphia, the Boston Celtics, and the Toronto Raptors, I think that the Minnesota Timberwolves are left out of that conversation. To be honest with you, I think that's a good thing because you can pay more attention to those other guys while, while you know Giannis and the Bucks are figuring it out. Bucks look really good. They're exciting. Got a chance to watch them uh, last week, uh, and and oh my goodness, they're just so much fun. Brandon Robson, Scoop B. You can find him on Twitter at Scoop B. Of course, the Scoop B Radio Podcast. As always, brother, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much, man. If I could have been anywhere in the world, and I'm glad you had me with you. <laughs> always appreciate. That's Brandon Robson, Scoop B Radio. When Scoop we- B Radio. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.